0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. My name is Sean,
1: and I am Catherine. And we. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that? I it always throws me off when you like when I switch it it up a little bit. Then I can't remember my line.
0: It is, and
1: I'm Catherine, and we're here to break down all things (laughs) trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career.
0: That was a good intro.
1: I freestyled a little bit. Yep spitballing off
0: of you all right yeah all right well yeah that was good (laughs) and that demonstrates the importance of
1: switching (laughs) it up
0: every once in a while uh Uh, no we're not i don't think we're really going to get into switching it up uh we're going to get into a couple good topics though uh,
1: not switching it up though that's not one of them
0: it might it it sort of actually is a little (laughs) bit should we should we preface the episode with the topics that we are going to be discussing uh
1: yeah give a little give a a little little teaser a little sneak peek okay
0: Uh, number one, we're going to be talking about funk busting, (laughs) busting through mental funks.
1: Yeah.
0: And number two, (laughs) what we're going to be talking about is sometimes in business, you can get into a comfort zone of a type of project or a type of client or whatever it is, a flow, and then you get really comfortable. You get good at that, but you want to get to that next level. You have to, again, bust through that, and then get to the next level and you're you're kind of breaking away from that comfortability.
1: This episode's all about busting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're we're busting through <laughs> we're breaking down way... barriers yeah, is that... what we're doing here.
1: You said bust twice. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, uh so that's what we're going to get into. It's going to be really good. It's going to be exciting and I, you know what I also have to say? What? I do feel like I feel like we're starting to to get a flow on this whole podcast thing you think I think that we kind of are
1: forty six episodes in and we're finally of- <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: starting to hit our stride I think we are all right uh, I think we've got a I think we've got a, a nice format figured out here yeah because each week we're like what are we gonna talk about and then I just think what are the things that we're going through right now? It's true that we can talk about yeah you know it's different every week we're always going through different things yeah every business owner is that's true so that's I think I think I think we're doing a good job I think so. So I do think that uh,
1: you know we talk about topical things. What's going on with us? This past month, we've talked about uh, funks a little, a couple of times. Have we?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So maybe Uh, we
1: will bust out of this funk, and then
0: they'll bust out with us. Everyone will just (laughs) (laughs) we'll be getting out of this funk together, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Okay, but before we get into that, drinks, drinks. What did you get for us?
1: I got peach margaritas. And I got this specific brand, Cutwater, peach margaritas, because when we were driving to one of our jobs that was in Freehold, yeah, every time I drove there on my way to work, I saw Cutwater, like one of their delivery Truck? trucks. Wow. And I was like, what? What is that? I've never even heard of that. But then I've I saw heard of it, it. Have you?
0: I had. Oh, God. It's 10% alcohol. Oh, boy. Oh, nice. geez. That's exciting. Okay. Um,
1: But yeah, I never saw it in a store, so I thought... Yeah. What a time to try it.
0: What a time to try it. And what a time to be alive. What
1: a time to be alive.
0: Ah. Trying to put my finger in there. Okay.
1: Oh, it smells nice. It's good.
0: Yeah, you always want to.
1: You always give it the sniff. Yeah, you give it a nice sniff. Okay, cheers. cheers. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Oh. Delightful.
0: Not bad. You can taste that. It is pretty strong. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to want to go slow on these. Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how this episode, <laughs> it's going <laughs> to greatly affect how this episode goes.
1: I think the each speed one of these at has, which we drink these. I think that this means that each one has two shots of tequila. So. Nice. That's pretty cool. Two
0: that's, for one. That's pretty cool. That, that is pretty cool. All right. Let's get into the episode here. Uh, what should we start start with? Funk busting?
1: Yeah, let's start with that.
0: Okay. So I've been thinking about it a lot. I've yeah. been in a little bit of a funk lately. Did you notice? No. <laughs> you noticed?
1: Sean, I noticed. <laughs> you did.
0: Okay. So, uh it wasn't like a uh like a an angry funk or a or even like a particularly no, like sad a mean, funk. No. It was just like a I wasn't I wasn't uh like just really grabbing every day by the horns and and approaching each day with my Typical exuberance and yeah. excitement. There was like some excitement that had flattened.
1: It was a low excitement.
0: It was a, such funk. a low. Yeah. We, I was just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Still That's motioning.
1: To, yeah, you were, you were doing it. You were there every day doing it. I was it, there.
0: I was still getting stuff done. Yeah. The, the, pretty good amount, too. But
1: yeah. We are. yeah it was, it was, not was too a, bad. This was an off week because we we were postponed. So Yes. like There were things getting done, but yes. more things could have been getting done. Yes. Yeah.
0: I will agree with that. And also this whole thing with being postponed, we had a, a last minute kind of uh, disturbance in our next project where we needed a grading plan. Yeah, We needed to hire an engineer to do a topographical survey, put the plan for our project on there, and then do all the grading lines and write down a plan for the proper grading of the property so that it doesn't cause any adverse effects to the neighbors yeah. and we just hit a square footage threshold where it was required it's not something that we've had to do before Mm -hmm. and it really threw a wrench in our plans and it got me all stressed out
1: it did yeah
0: got me all stressed out and had to had to figure it out had to deal with it yeah so
1: it was an exceptional pain because the permitting stuff we like we waited because they changed the roof line. So we had to get the plans redone. So we were yeah. delayed on the permit. And then this ha- the house that we're doing this at is in the same development as the one that we were just on. And that one didn't need a grading plan. So yeah. it didn't even cross our mind that this could throw a wrench in the plan until it did. And, uh, and here we are. And here we
0: are. And here we are. But what did we do? We, we got through it. We got through it. We're almost through it. Uh, I actually just picked up the completed grading plan today. We found a great engineer that was very accommodating because normally they take like three to four weeks to do this kind of stuff and they accommodated it pretty quickly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a learning experience.
1: It definitely is.
0: It's a learning experience and you're always going to have those.
1: Definitely.
0: Especially with the zoning department. You're not growing. That's true. Every zoning yeah. department's different. I, they have yeah. like so many different stipulations. It's like, I thought this was America.
1: <laughs> well, am I wrong? I feel like th- <sighs> there's got to be something different. But like, maybe do like statewide regulations or something. Like, it doesn't yeah. make sense that everyone has to know every single town's...
0: It's annoying.
1: It's horrible. It's
0: so horrible. And so. there's so much
1: red tape. Like, like I said, we we're working in this town. We just built a deck the exact same size pretty much. And like, yeah. now they're like, no, no, no. And the person whose house it is. They said that they did the same thing to somebody else who was putting in a pool, like one neighbor, it was fine. And then the next person's pool was like all, they made them jump through hoops. So I feel like it should be a state regulation.
0: I think that That would would make it a lot easier for the yeah. And the statewide regulation, maybe it should be national and it should be, you get to do whatever you want on your own property. I thought this was America. Yeah. Am I wrong?
1: (laughs) Well, Yeah. Can I get an (laughs) amen? Sure, this is America, and you should be able to do whatever you want. But I do understand the point of like a grading plan, like you can like mess up your neighbor's house and stuff if it's not graded properly. Well, then it's on them
0: to cover their entire property with concrete and direct the water to their neighbor. (laughs) It's all about passing the buck along.
1: Oh, that's what that's that's, what this country is built on. It's true. true. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, back to your funk
0: back to my funk. Uh I will say I think one of the things that busted me through my funk was you came in yesterday with uh quite an exuberance. Yeah. It was really a high vibe day for you.
1: Very high vibe.
0: Like almost suspiciously high vibes. <laughs> um and Ugh. it was just the dose of positivity that I think I needed yeah. to bust through my funk. I think I was at the tail end of the funk anyway. Mm -hmm. But to truly get out of it, um, I needed to be surrounded by some excitement and positivity. And you were like all jacked up about these water features. You're building your own water feature. You're learning how to weld. Yeah. And it was just like I needed that positivity around me to uh, just break me out of it. Yeah. You know, especially in the workplace, because uh, that's where all these troubles are happening. We've got all this stressful stuff happening. And, uh, it just, it was like, you know what? There is a lot to be excited about. Yeah. So many things to be excited about. There I can't are. be moping around here. Just going through the motions. Cause we got, we got a, a world to change.
1: We got stuff to do, man. We got
0: stuff to do. <laughs> so yeah, no time I for I wish that.
1: I had considered that earlier. The whole, like low vibes generate other low vibes, but high vibes
0: counteract low vibes yeah they I can hadn't consider change that it.
1: usually when you're in a low vibe i i mean i am one to vibe i'm known to vibe check people and really didn't know <laughs> ask, that didn't know that <laughs> ask a personal professional and uh try to bust you out of the funk but mostly i'm just annoying about it yeah um and then then i get salty and i'm like god he's being so crabby over there now i'm crabby <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I am, I am so jazzed up about these water features and building one. And I'm like, I'm still just riding this high about this whole plan that I have in my brain about this. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't even considered that. Your low vibe was not even touching how high my vibe was with excitement. Yeah. And then I was so happy to hear that you were finally busted out of your bad vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if in other workplaces, if people feel like so affected by other people's vibes, like,
0: I feel like we have most- such a
1: small crew that I feel like there's only a couple of us. So if somebody's down, we all know it. Yeah. You know, maybe in like bigger. And especially
0: bus- with us, because we, we work in like a 20 square uh, yeah. foot van. It's true. Uh, <laughs> there's no escaping
1: vibes. There. There's
0: no escaping vibes. And vibes are <laughs> contagious. And I feel like maybe a lot of workplaces just operate on low vibes.
1: They just standard low vibes. It's just
0: standard. Yeah. It's almost like. What are you so happy about? <laughs> this place sucks to work at. What's wrong with you? We're going to do drug testing on you. Um, yeah, but I think that's important to think about because there's always stressful stuff going on. Yeah. It's, it's you know, the weather's getting colder. It's getting dark earlier.
1: Yeah. Whoa. All this stuff
0: that can really affect it's your It's amazing.
1: Mood. I've been on this earth for, how old am I? 34. I've been on this earth for 34 years and I'm still... When it gets darker out early, I know it's coming every year and it's still like,
0: it's so dark and sad.
1: Whoa. It's so sad. I have it no, is. it's, it's dark at four thirty, and I get home from work and I'm like, well, might as well go to bed now. It's like seven o'clock.
0: Yeah. It's so depressing. It is super depressing. Um, okay. I think we've covered the, the vibes enough. What do you think? Um, you got anything else to yeah. say on vibes and my, my funk?
1: No, I'm glad that you've, that you've worked through it. I'm sorry that you were in a funk. I'm That's sorry okay. that we've we've let ourselves get to a point where we were in a pickle. So then we, uh, we're in a funk. Yeah. But also, I do want to point out, which the YouTube video is going to be dropping this Sunday. We did a very special project. It will project. be dropping yesterday. Yesterday. For Hell the yeah. people that listen to yeah. this. Yeah. Because everyone this comes yeah. out on Monday. Right. So everyone can go watch the video. Um, so I can't even say what it is. Yeah. We built a patio oasis for sean's mom we surprised her and it was so nice and lovely and i feel like that also kind of helped turn around your mood I think when so, she yeah. was maybe not while we were building it but when she you saw her reaction it was very very nice so
0: it was she was really happy she was so and happy, and it was it, it turned out to be a nice thing because i've wanted to do it for her for a long time she moved into this place probably like a year and a half or two years ago mm-hmm. and it was just like a very boring basic concrete slab
1: yeah yeah, it's a condo. So it's just like she just has like one little. Yeah, it's like like an outdoor area. 15
0: by 12. Yeah. So I told her I would do something for her. We would renovate it a little bit. And uh, we've just been like so behind and so busy. And, and it's just we needed like three or four days in a row to yeah. have everybody there, have some scrap material, like all that kind of stuff needed to line up. And it just so happened to line up now because of this delay. And she was on vacation.
1: Yeah, it just worked out that way. It
0: worked out perfect. So uh, yeah, she was super happy about it. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. really sweet. It was really nice. So yeah,
1: so go check out the video if you want to see some
0: high nice, vibes,
1: heartwarming vibes. Yeah,
0: that did help me bust out of the funk a little bit as well. I think when she came home and she was so excited. That was she nice.
1: cried a little. She was so excited. She did. That's so nice yeah. when people like cry happy tears. So I was, think so. That was yeah. nice. This is very nice of you, Sean.
0: Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it uh all you got right. anything else on vibes
1: uh no i think that's good I think okay that's good
0: um all right next topic
1: uh yes yes sir next topic okay please. now
0: we transition into our next <laughs> topic which is do you know what it is what i told you the about thing it. Remember? that you teased <laughs> <laughs> so okay
1: yeah, you explained this very nicely earlier so
0: you want me to do that again do it again yeah. okay Me and Ant were talking today before we left the job site about what we can do to get better for next year and how we can be a little bit more efficient, how we can carve out our own roles where each person is kind of taking on a a part of the business themselves. So really like giving Ant some more responsibilities on like leading the charge on everything that is building. Mm-hmm. like he is in charge of it he calls all the shots he makes the plan for how we're going to attack things everything like that and he does that for the most part but it's not like carved out in stone right now like mm-hmm. like very specifically but that's what we want to do we want to like designate him in this very particular role where he is in charge of that so that's like one of the things that we we're talking about and it made me realize because max loves watching our youtube videos now Yep. Every time that we turn on the TV, say, what do you want to watch? And he just says, da dad da da." So That's very cute. It's very good for our viewership as well. (laughs) And it is like the cutest thing in the world. So I've been watching a ton of our older videos. And I realized, like, I think back in like 2020 in particular, one of the projects I'm watching and I'm like, we were so efficient then. Mm -hmm. We had it like figured out, like... We were doing things like three steps ahead. We were like looking ahead. Everyone was staying busy. Everyone had a thing to do. And we were building these projects like really quickly. Yeah. Really efficiently. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, why aren't our jobs going like that now? And I realized that since then, our projects in scope have just gotten insane. Right. I mean, now we're doing roofs on like every single project. We're doing just so much more square footage. We're doing all of these things that we weren't doing before. And it took a while back then to get to that point where we were super efficient at this very particular size and style of project. And then we kind of like broke out of that to get to the next level. And now we're adding all these things, roofs and all kinds of stuff. And I think now we're at the point where we're ready, we, we've done enough of it where we can get some more precise processes in place to make it that efficient. I think yeah. we've we've built enough roofs now, we've we've kind of leveled up the size of our projects, and now I think next year and moving forward from here, you'll see us just know what to do a little bit better and like just move seamlessly through the project. Yeah, yeah, it's think? kind
1: of like, yeah, you. It was like a growth phase when you're kind of trying to figure it out, and now it's time to recalibrate to get more organized. Yeah, and then you know what's gonna happen?
0: Then we're just gonna coast out like that uh, as a model of productivity and efficiency until we die. Is that I what, I'm so. I no? so. what I think? No, what?
1: I think you're gonna grow and challenge yourself in some other sort of way. What? And then there's gonna be some sort of other growth phase, and then you'll recalibrate again. And you'll figure out your processes and get things real smooth. And then you will feel like you want to be challenged again and you'll do it all over again.
0: I hadn't even considered that. I thought it was just like a (laughs) one-time thing. You level up once and you're like, this is good enough for me. I don't
1: think so. Maybe some people.
0: Maybe some people. But uh, yeah, it was just like eye-opening because it took us a while to get to that point where we were at in 2020. Yeah. A lot of projects were done before that, leading up to that, that got our processes like really dialed in. And a lot of them had very similar details, similar trim details. You know, we were doing pergolas, but we weren't doing full roof structures. And we got it really dialed in over the course of a few years. And then it was like everything changed because we took the projects like doubled and tripled in size from that typical project we were doing in 2019 and 2020 to what we're doing now. The average project is like three times bigger. But I think we've done enough of those now in the last two years that we can start kind of like coasting through them a little bit smoother. Not, you're never going to be like fully coasting, but.
1: Even, even just kind of like certain elements of it. Like when you were talking about this earlier, we're saying like, oh, you had somebody like Cutting stringers before or like during framing or like yeah so that was something I mean that's up you can implement that now whatever no problem yeah now with like the roof stuff you can you can pick a couple of things and like implement how you can make that part faster yeah and then you know obviously there's going to be other things to change then you know as we grow but like even just picking a couple things as you go along
0: yeah to stay like one or two steps ahead so once you get ready for that step and was talking about it today like if we can get our our Posts and our beams like really dialed in, then he can cut rafters like right off the rip. And we were looking back at the last project we did, which went really smooth. That was like the smoothest roof deck patio combo, like really big project that we've done. That went the smoothest. Yeah. And I was watching a video from that project, and we went from no roof, no rafters, nothing up in the air, morning, end of the day. Ridge was set, rafters were all in and it was all sheathed in one day. Yeah. And that was like really great because Ant had cut the rafters the afternoon before. So it was just like everybody was kind of like moving through it. Everybody knew what to do and everyone was staying busy so that Ant could step away the day before and start cutting rafters, like start on that next part of the process. So I think everybody's getting comfortable enough where we can do that more and more and also with the projects you get like we're getting a better handle on it we can plan a little bit better there's the more projects you do like that the less unforeseen things pop up right hopefully
1: yeah there's always something
0: there's always something <laughs> but hopefully less
1: hopefully less i yeah. hope so yeah that's please like a very- god please
0: less <laughs> less unexpected things please i don't need it
1: uh, that that's a really good like meta observation because I feel like most people want their business to just run so smoothly that you're not even thinking about it. But then that almost doesn't leave room for growth because you're not letting yourself kind of meander.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the interesting thing that that I said would be cool to talk about was like, where do you find that balance? Like if you just continually keep upping the type and style and size of the projects, then you never really like Get into a flow of of a process so it's really hard like you're almost like kind of running blindfolded through a wall okay does that that's a saying right (laughs)
1: like the kool-aid man
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly like the kool-aid man and that can be startling so i'm trying to wrap this all together i'm trying to bring this all together and have it make sense but okay um like I think it needs to happen in stages like that like you level up a little bit you you kind of coast through that till you you fine-tune that a little bit and like yeah. you said, you get kind of bored of that or you get too comfortable and then you're like now it's time to do something else to raise the bar a little bit yeah and you need to be very thoughtful about when is the right time to start expanding yeah you know you can't just like expand 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 because. You haven't, like, mastered the fundamentals of the step before, and it's harder to, like, grow upon that. Like, you need to have those building blocks in place yeah. to build upon, and I think it just lessens the chance of catastrophic failure down the road.
1: Well, like, if you go way too hard at first?
0: Yeah, like, if we started in, say, 2017, we went from building uh just pretty, at least compared to now, fairly basic decks and patios. Mm-hmm. And then within a year, we went to doing half a million dollar backyard installs with pools and pool houses and roofs and water features. It's like you haven't mastered those fundamentals enough that when you do make mistakes, you're going to make it on this huge, huge project with huge consequences. Yeah. So I think you need to like take baby steps to get there so that you can minimize the chance of those catastrophic Mm -hmm. things happening. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just my thoughts.
1: Do you think at any a point Yeah, do you think at any point you're going to want to do that kind of like leveling off, plateauing? Do you think you're going to be like, "Man, I'm I'm 65. I got all these kids and maybe grandkids at that point. I don't know. I kind of want to coast."
0: Uh, do you think that
1: that's like part of you as a person that's going to constantly want to level up?
0: That's what I think. I think I've always been that way. Yeah. For the most part, um Ah, I don't know. That's a tough question because I feel like if you talk to a lot of people that are in that mindset of just like, I'm I'm older now, now I just want to coast, they would probably say in my 30s, I, I never would have expected that for yeah. me to be in this position where I'm not like grinding to get to the next level or trying to, you know, create something new and bigger and better. But I really can't see it. I think I just love that process of learning and achieving new and higher goals and then setting bigger goals after you get to that point. I think like if you lose that part of life, then like what is there to do? You know what I mean? Like just sit around.
1: Mm. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Uh, existential crisis maybe is happening. I don't know. <laughs> I but some people like just work a job and they're like, I already got my plans for when I retire. I'm getting an RV and I'm going to drive the RV around or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Like, I can't imagine that.
1: There's nothing wrong with that.
0: There's nothing wrong with Some it. Some people but love for me, that. But for you. Yeah. No, thank you. I need something to like constantly be thinking about. Yeah. You know, I think the you rate. You just like
1: to be challenged.
0: Yeah. And the rate at which my brain goes, if it's not focused on achieving a goal, I don't know what it's going to be focused on. It's just going to, I'll probably Go crazy? Mm. That makes sense, maybe. I don't know. Maybe.
1: What if you achieve all your goals in the outdoor living space? Then what are you going to do? Switch industries or something?
0: Maybe space. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Space living. Outdoor space living. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe at that point, there will be people like... In space. Living up there.
0: Possibly. Like,
1: all right, well, now I got to figure out how to build a deck in zero gravity.
0: That would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is getting squirrely. In right. a in a weird way that I don't feel like it's been squirrely before. <laughs> uh, hopefully everyone's enjoying it.
1: Yeah, yep, 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 yep.
0: So, what do you think about that? What do you think our next, like, what do you think our next year is gonna store for us as far as perfecting where we've gotten store so far for us what do you
1: what's in store for us
0: what's in the store for
1: us we're going shopping we're going
0: shopping for experiences in workplace uh stuff
1: um yeah what what do you think what i think is in store for us i think that between me you and anthony and probably tom and jose also we always love to be challenged and trying new things and none of us are like happy being settled or comfortable i think that it's yeah. To me, comfort is boring. I'd rather be challenged and I'd rather go like, like how jazzed I am about this water feature thing. Yeah. I want that feeling all the time. I constantly want to pick a new thing and like do it until I'm great at it. And I've, I've done it and it's great and blah, blah, blah And then I can move on to the next thing that I can like be really passionate about.
0: Yeah. So you're being very passionate with your, your hand motions right now. Very
1: passionate. I got a lot to say. I'm really excited about these water features. Yeah. It so, sounds like it. So yeah, and I think that everyone, especially like maybe on other teams, there's like people who kind of keep it in checks and balances. But I think that we don't have that person who's like, all right, guys, let's let's cool it down. You know, the numbers tell us to do this or whatever. Like, I think that we're all kind of gung ho on trying new things and expanding in ways that we can't even fathom yet. So I think this next year, I think we're going to learn a lot about doing different types of projects, doing different types of content. We've got a lot of ideas with like content and how we're going to level up that. So I don't know. I think it's just level up,
0: level up. I agree. And when you were saying that it made me think a lot about the balance between honing in on the numbers and maybe restricting that like goal setting challenge driven vision versus like really kind of being guided by the numbers and like yeah. dialing in productivity. And I think obviously that's really important to to a great extent is knowing your numbers, dialing yeah. them in, figuring out your costs, making sure that you're profitable, trying to increase efficiency and all that kind of stuff. But I think sometimes people are so focused on that minutia. Yeah. You like that word?
1: I do like that word. Great use of it. Thank you. <laughs>
0: They're so focused on the tiny little details that they miss chasing after the big opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would rather be a little bit sloppy with our numbers chasing after the big, big vision. Yeah. Because you kind of can't do both. I mean, we're trying to dial in our numbers and our efficiencies and our processes as much as we can, but I don't want to be trapped by that when we see an opportunity to like level up the business in a huge way and i think you kind of need at least some sort of a balance but i think you're always going to teeter one way or the other and yeah. i always want to teeter towards chasing that huge opportunity yeah because i don't know it's more exciting i think it it has bigger benefits and bigger payoffs potentially yeah. When you chase that larger opportunity, you know, you might have to make sacrifices in the now to get to that huge opportunity later, or you can really get dialed in on those tiny little teeny details and kind of restrict your growth towards that big thing.
1: Yeah. That's just my, and, and I just
0: also want to say, this is just, this is just my thoughts on it. Right, right, right. There's probably a lot of people that are like, you're an idiot because I'm doing both <laughs> right now and you're dumb.
1: Yeah, but also you've set, up be this, right. <laughs> you've set up this business in a way that it has multiple streams of income. So if you want to take a risk in one area, the other area is going to kind of cover that. And uh, it's kind of a rising ship, rising tides, raise all ships, whatever that saying is.
0: You should know that. So
1: I should. Yeah. I don't. I think it's that. Rising tide raises all ships. I'm going to go with that. I think that's what it is.
0: That is what it is. Yeah. Um. And it's true.
1: So, yeah, so that's another thing to think about. If you want to take, like, figure out multiple, I guess that's vague, but figure out multiple streams of income so then in your business, so then you can, if you want to take a risk in one area, another area can kind of.
0: Help counterbalance it.
1: Help balance it, yeah.
0: That's a good point. That is a really good point. I hope I never lose that drive to go after the big goal. Yeah. You know?
1: I don't think you will. You don't think so? You haven't yet. I haven't. You haven't.
0: That's good. I don't
1: okay. think so.
0: I don't think so either.
1: Do you feel like this is always who you've been? Because I feel like obviously I knew you in high school. Yeah. And I don't I wouldn't consider you back then. I mean, we weren't like best friends. So I didn't like know you, know you. I just knew.
0: We were just like okay. extremely good friends. Not best friends, but extremely <laughs> We were we were basically next step down from best friends we
1: just discovered the other day that we went on an art trip together to uh i don't think the we bodies. probably ever
0: said a word to each other throughout four years of high school
1: no we definitely did you i definitely so? talked to you yeah
0: i see i don't remember i don't know i was kind of cool but
1: i was not cool yeah but <laughs> we still definitely talked to each other and Maybe. we were in that we were in our class together i guess yeah and it was a small school so everyone talked relax <laughs> mr cool guy Oh the not i've talked to you you nerd
0: I don't, I don't recall it, but I mean, okay, (laughs) we weren't, we were not friends.
1: No, we weren't friends. (laughs) Okay. We were not friends, but I knew of you and you know, you were like a class clown kind of guy. Yeah. Would, were you like driven back then?
0: Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah. I think, um, back then it was more, I've always been driven by this, like, I I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to really explain. I guess I think back then I was always driven to like prove my teachers wrong because all my teachers hated me because I was always distracting everybody else. Uh, I was like a a different type of learner, I guess. You know, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, they didn't like that. So I always just I always thought that. I was different from everybody else. Like, I always thought that my brain worked a little bit differently. Yeah. And at some points in my life, I really liked and appreciated that fact. And then other times, especially when I was younger, I was like, why can't I just be like everybody else? I just want to be like a regular kid. But I'm like, you know, just always thinking a little different. But, uh, yeah, I think I, I was always driven to like... I always wanted to be the best at whatever I was doing. And I think it came from not being naturally really good at anything. So I always had to like work really hard for it. And I think I was always willing to put the work in to get the thing that I wanted. And I think that was like probably one of the biggest things in my life was I wasn't naturally gifted as an athlete or in school. I always got good grades, but I wasn't good at like behaving in school. So I always had to like the things that I wanted to achieve, I had to work really hard for. And I think that taught me like a discipline and a work ethic that is something I still rely on because I don't think I'm naturally the best person to run a business, but I think I'm willing to put the work in. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to do it as best as I can.
1: Yeah. Figure it out. You're going to figure it out.
0: I hope so. Is that something that you think you've always had in you as well? Like somebody that was in high school and I think we both kind of took like a a non-traditional path to where we arrived at now (laughs) doing this podcast in your dad's shop. Uh, But was that always like, were you always driven in that way? Because you are very driven kind of the same way that I am, like very goal-oriented very much a problem solver, very much we'll figure this out. Uh, Is that something that you think you had when you were younger or is it something that developed along the way?
1: Um, I guess in a sense, I always had it because I always preferred working to school. I always like, I think I was like 14 when I got my first job and then I had like three jobs at the same time while I was still in high school, like three part time jobs just because I wanted to work and I wanted to make money. Mm -hmm. And like since then, I've never not had a job. I've never gotten fired from a job. I was always very much like I want to earn my I want to earn my own money. I want to like take care of myself in that way. So I think that that always kept me kind of uh, focused on work. But I do feel like I had some sort of like epiphany when I was, I guess, in my 20s where I realized like the thing that you work hardest on in your life is yourself. You craft your personality, your morals, your thoughts, your actions. Like all of those things are the things that you will work hardest on in your life. You're working on that from the moment you're born to the moment you die. That's what you work hardest on. And why waste that? You know, like make something of yourself, do something cool. Don't, waste all that effort. What, like how embarrassing to just coast along in life and not craft something that you're proud of, you know, craft a life that you're proud of. So then after I realized that I was kind of like, well, what am I doing? Am I doing something that I'm going to be proud of? Am I doing something? Am I a person that I'm going to be proud of? If I have children, will they look at me and be like, "Wow, my mom was cool. She did all these cool things. You
0: know, Does yeah. that makes sense. That was, that was, you were you were like kind of on a tear there. I didn't want to interrupt at all. Um, the whole time I was imagining uh, Denzel Washington saying those words.
1: Me and Denzel.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it was it was it was very motivational content. Oh, yeah. It really it was like very deep and uh, and motivational. But oh. not to say there's anything wrong with your voice saying the words, but
1: it would have been better for you know. You've seen those yeah.
0: videos where it's like I don't He's know, like pretty
1: great. Yeah. A guy like
0: swinging an axe randomly, and it's like. <laughs> I always knew that you're with yourself. That's not a really good Denzel Washington, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think that's gonna make for a good yeah. clip. Oh, I hope so. I think so.
1: Um, there was
0: you. You kind of like almost like blacked I out. I blacked, blacked out. out. I was you just talking. Just like, I don't even remember what I said. Now you were glazed over. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true.
1: But yeah, that's how I always thought about it. Like, like I feel like there's kind of, there's people that always kind of look at things. As like things like happening to them, and then there's other people who look at themselves as like I am crafting this reality for myself. And <laughs> That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs>
0: I'm crafting. My I, own think reality.
1: I think it's much more healthy to look at it like you're crafting this. Like you've you've decided your morals. Like yeah, you have life experiences that kind of guide you in one way or the other, and all that kind of stuff. But like ultimately, it's just you. You figure it out. Are you making yourself and your life something that you're proud of? You Should are be. the
0: architect of your own destiny.
1: Yeah, how embarrassing to just be like, or like sad to just not be proud of the person that you are. You made it. You did it. <laughs>
0: yes, there's only one person to blame. <laughs>
1: exactly. Thanks yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. That's so that's why profound. I decided
1: to be like a. You know, I just want to have a life that I'm proud of. I want other people to look at me and be like, "Wow, she did. She did cool stuff. She's a cool person."
0: Yep. There she goes. <laughs>
1: Look at her go. Look at her go. <laughs>
0: Who thought a lady could do all that? Wow. Uh, wow, that was really
1: deep. Sorry, too deep. This episode's getting this real... Is episode. It is getting yeah, squirrely in a way, in an unexpected way.
0: In like an existential, like kind of spacey way. Yeah. Uh, hope you like it. Because <laughs> this is what we're serving up right now. <laughs> this is just how we're feeling, I guess. Uh, yep. Okay. Okay. Does that kind of, are we done with the... I think the,
1: that's all I wanted to say, so yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: all right, I guess we're done with the uh, the whole leveling up versus staying comfortable <sighs> yeah. kind of aspect to this conversation. One thing I wanted to mention, so yeah. well, I've been so into audiobooks, obviously. We've talked about it so extensively. Yeah. I think that might have contributed to my funk. I think the amount or, or the type of audiobook that I listen to on a daily basis will greatly kind of affect my mood. Yeah. It does. So That's true. Uh like probably a month ago, I was listening to a political book. Yeah. Good book, but not not like a hype book at all by any means. Yeah,
1: it was just like stories.
0: It was like stories and like
1: It was a, and memoir, like, <laughs> it was a memoir and yeah. it's
0: kind of just like that we're all kind of screwed a little bit. It had <laughs> no, that it had that uh, overall tone sort of oh, a sad. little bit. All right. And then read or listened to david goggins book which i guess some people find motivational and i guess i sort of do but it's also presented in a way that's like so graphically intense yeah that it didn't it wasn't like a happy type of motivation it was kind of like a wow i don't know this guy's crazy or something i don't know it threw me for a loop so (laughs) i didn't know what to to make those guys
1: i feel like they like i need to know his weakness and I feel like they always like slip in some sort of like manufactured weakness to that to like humanize the people
0: like I'm allergic to lettuce yeah
1: or like yeah I uh yeah I had this one misstep in life and that really shaped who I was no I need to know that you don't recur turn the carts to the corrals when you go shopping or something like that know. like I need you don't No. Nope. oh Sean horrible it's straight I've earned to jail the right.
0: no I've earned the right <laughs>
1: You don't return the carts to the cart corral?
0: I actually do most of the time now, but sometimes okay. I don't, and I don't feel bad about it because I was in that brotherhood. Like I was a cart boy.
1: <laughs>
0: I was a cart boy. I've earned that right.
1: No, you did not.
0: Yes, I did.
1: No, what if your cart hits somebody's car?
0: Carts be acting wild these days. I don't know. I didn't do <laughs> what the cart rude. did. These oh, carts terrible. got a mind of their own.
1: Sean, I think differently about <laughs> you now. That's terrible.
0: I actually hold the record for most carts pushed At once at Wegman's in Mount Laurel.
1: I didn't know you worked at Wegman's in Mount Laurel. Certainly did. Really full circle. When you take Max there on your little Sunday trips, do you like tell him all about it?
0: Uh, Not really. He's like too young.
1: He doesn't understand. But (laughs) I see old coworkers
0: there sometimes. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's funny. They're like, there he is. He pushed the most carts ever, 107.
1: (laughs) Do they like give you some sort of like, you know, ceremony when you come in, like some sort of uh, medal or?
0: I sit on a chair and then they they gather around me in a circle and they hoist me up on the chair amazing yeah it's pretty cool
1: that's pretty cool. um
0: yeah i pushed 107 cards at once
1: that's actually like a shocking amount it's so many i know <laughs>
0: i didn't know if i could do it but i did so there's that uh
1: why are we here oh with oh. those kinds of t- the hype books like david goggins yes. which he's an incredible person
0: yeah all of the stuff it's that insane.
1: he's done is absolutely amazing so i'm not trying to discount that but, like, everybody has a weakness, and I need to know what his is because it's not just like, oh, I'm allergic to peanut butter or whatever his manufactured weakness is. I need to know. I need to know what the thing is. What
0: is it? Yeah. Huh. But What's anyway. your biggest weakness?
1: Ah, so many. I don't know. Oh, okay. Did I annoyingly vibe check people on the daily?
0: Yeah, and the belching.
1: we're back to the belching a lot yeah
0: (laughs) you should get that checked out something something's amiss uh but yeah so the audiobooks so now i'm listening to an audiobook which is actually a free included one on audible it's called the six habits of growth and it's by let me see
1: I kind of feel like I read that Brandon
0: one. Brendan Bouchard or something. Okay. Uh, he's like a you know uh, life coach, motivation type. Of, he's got a bunch of books that are like that. Uh, but I like this one a lot because it's very short and it's mm-hmm. like kind of more to the point. It's not like these ridiculously long drawn out like examples of why this is a good thing and it affected this person out and whatever this way. It's like concise and to the point. I think the total book was like 4 hours long, which in audiobook mm. terms is pretty short.
1: That's pretty short, sure, yeah.
0: And it just goes through these 6 habits and like there was all of these like really good reminders in it to like stay focused to to stay present with your goals and your daily habits to get to those goals. Yeah. Like looking at things like exercise not as a means to an end, but as a As a part of your life, yes. like do it because it will make you feel better that day that you do it, not like so that you can be in shape six months from now or so you can be ripped on the beach. It's like do it so that it makes you feel better today.
1: Yeah, but what if your goal is to get ripped? Well, everyone's goal is to get ripped, Catherine,
0: (laughs) but you can't solely focus on that.
1: Uh, Oh, oh, that's a bummer. Okay.
0: Yeah. Of course, that's everyone's (laughs) goal. Everyone wants to be ripped, but it's so hard.
1: (laughs) It's hard. I think I'm going to join a gym. I think I've come to that point in my life.
0: Okay. You've been saying that for like two years. No, I haven't. (laughs) For like a year since you started working here. Have I? You've been saying a lot. Oh, like, I right. think I'm gonna go to Riverman Gym at yeah, five in the morning. Yeah,
1: five in the morning. Five in the I morning. got a gym at my
0: house. It's called the Dojo, and that's all I need.
1: I know. Well, some of us have other stuff in our garage, so we can't make it into a dojo.
0: You can do it in your dining room. This is neither here nor there.
1: Okay. No one Sorry. cares
0: about this home gym <laughs> <laughs> setup bickering that we're you're doing right, right, right <laughs> now. Uh, but I just want to I mention feel like that we
1: book. do bicker a lot more. You think so? I do feel like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, when, after a
1: year and a half of working together, yeah. No. We bicker a lot. But anyway, back to your book.
0: Back to my book. Uh, I highly recommend it. And it's included with your Audible subscription. What's so, it called again? The Six Habits of Growth.
1: The Six Habits of Growth.
0: So yeah. I'm already on it the second time because it just, it, it feels like a mindset book. Yeah. It's like has these little things that just like put you in the right mindset that you need to be to do these habits.
1: Yeah. Like, I like how you do that. You you listen to one audiobook twice or twice. Sometimes more than twice, but like Sometimes, yeah. over, like you really get all the knowledge. You squeeze every drop of knowledge out of that. I try to, that's I try really, my that's best. A good, that's a good way to do it. Usually I throw it like, I'm, I'm like, okay, done. Never well, think about you again, but maybe I should try that.
0: Try it out. Okay. Only with the good ones though. Some of them really suck and you're like, yeah. I'm never listening to this again. Yeah, yeah. But some of them are really good, especially this one. It's short. I just feel like it, it put me in the right mindset. Yeah. It was a mindset shifter. So like that.
1: Okay. All right. Well, shameless plug. If you would like a free audiobook, oh yeah, click the link that will be in the show notes. Um, I will add it to our link tree on our Instagram or wherever you view this as well, so you can click the link, get a free audiobook. Bing bang boom.
0: We have a link tree for hardworking happy hour.
1: We don't, but I will by the time that this. <laughs> oh, okay. <happens. laughs>
0: See, yeah, that's progress. Uh, I also want to just let people know that these are also uploaded to YouTube. uh, this one, especially, I feel like we're getting real squirrely. People might enjoy watching this one. Uh, yeah. Just a thought. Yeah. So something to think about. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that we have. Do you
1: know
0: what time it is? Uh, What time is it? You must mean an actual time. You must not be talking about the secret
1: question. It's time for the secret question. Time
0: for the secret question. All right. I went first last week. Your turn.
1: <laughs> You're not tricking me again. You go first. Okay. I actually
0: did think did of you? a really good one okay. as I was walking up here. Okay. Okay.
1: Walking up here.
0: Yeah. Walking up the pathway to get into the shop.
1: Oh, okay. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Any other questions?
1: <laughs> no, you just didn't. You didn't walk here, so I was confused, but that doesn't make sense. I walked here from into my Into the building. Yes. Okay. Into this building. Got it. Okay.
0: Go uh, what is one thing that you learned from your parents that you have like like a habit or a characteristic that you have incorporated into your life and has become ingrained into you? And what is one from your parents that you feel like you specifically rebelled against and don't do?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. Whoa. Loaded question. It is. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. This is a loaded question. There's so many things. Um, I, I'll start with what I... Let's start on the negative and then we'll go to the positive. The thing that okay. I've rebelled against is I will say that my parents are very cautious people. They were they taught me to be very cautious. Okay. And I am the opposite. I I wild out because I decided I don't want to be cautious anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were you cautious as a child?
1: Um I think I was. I was like a my sister is like very um strong willed and opinionated and loud. And when I was a child, I was the opposite. Like, like she would be like, shut up, Catherine, I'm talking. And I'd be like, "Eh, whatever she got it. So I think that that was kind of how I was as a child, just like quiet and kind of, you know, and they taught me to, you know, I was just, I was cautious and quiet and, and kind of reserved. I'm still kind of reserved, but like, um, I didn't, think that I was able to take risks. And then once it was like a snowball effect, once I started taking some risks, then I was like, switch your life up on a dime. It's really fun. You should try it a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, so okay. that's definitely the one that I rebelled against. I yeah. am not cautious. I think ca- caution is boring now. Caution is yeah. not a way to live Throw your Throw caution life. to the wind. Throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Um, the things that my parents—oh inst- God, what they instilled in me. So much. I'm so like, much? Okay. I'm like such a I'm such a mesh of both of my parents. They're such wonderful humans. Um
0: Well give us something.
1: <laughs> um I would say that I have my dad's um inability to like sit still but in a good way and create things. Like I can't just go home and like comfortably like sit around. Like I always have to be like tinkering or doing something, or he's like the most creative person I know he's like, just we're in his shop right now. And I'm looking around, there's like a model of a boat that's half done right now that he's working on. That's a, he's making a model of a boat. There's like all sorts of things. Like he's just a tinkerer. That's what he did. He would come home from, he had a bit, he had his own business. So he was already like building that. And then he'd come home and he'd create something else every night. Like he was always doing a bunch of different things. And I think that that mentality has always passed down on to me. Like I have to, if I'm at my house, I have to like be painting something or making something or, you know, trying a new recipe for dinner or like whatever. I have to be doing something like sitting and doing nothing is just not part of me. So I guess. Okay. Guess that. That's and uh, from my mom, like my mom is just like a joyful person. And I feel like I've just I've I feel like I'm not in a bad mood often. And I feel like that's a lot from my mom. My mom is very, very positive. She is. Very positive. She lovely She's a beacon woman. of hope
0: and light. She is. And positivity. Wonderful woman. She is.
1: Also, she used to make up a bunch of words that I then thought were real words. For example, a butt in the Lippincott household was a hinder binder. For my entire life, I thought that was a real word that other people knew.
0: No, no one has. <laughs> it's not. That is not so a real word. So I got word. a bunch
1: of those things. But okay. Okay.
0: What That's about cool. you? What are okay. your
1: negatives and positives from your parents? Uh,
0: I will say positive I'll start with the positives and then I'll go to the negatives okay uh okay positive so from my mom I think I got the she has like uh if you tell her that she can't do something or yeah. she's got to like fight the power she will she will she will <laughs> and she will like just not stop until yeah. she's like very very strong-willed determined
1: fueled by it. she is a little bit probably fueled
0: by <laughs> vengeance like Try to get in her way, and she will take you down. Um, I think I got that from her, just like a, an unending tenacity. Yeah. Uh, to just go after what you want. Uh, and then for my dad, I think I got my creativity, and he has a like a an aspect of his personality where he's just unapologetically himself, and he won't. He's not he doesn't try to do anything to appease other people with his personality or his quirks or his like artsy self. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I got some of that from him that I'm just, I don't really care what other people think. Like almost to a fault. I'm just like, I'm just doing whatever I'm doing. And if you don't like it, don't care. (laughs) So judge me if you want, but I'm just doing what I got to do to make do. If you know what I'm saying. So (laughs) those are the positives that I think I've gotten. And things that I've rebelled against. uh, The only thing I can really think of is I I worked with my dad for a little bit. He is very, very meticulous and organized, especially with his tools. Like everything has a place. Yeah. This goes back there. You always know where everything is. I rebelled against that pretty (laughs) hard. I was just like... (laughs) no, I don't do it doesn't this. doesn't need
1: to be this way. No.
0: And, uh, that's also to a fault because, uh, it would be great if I was like that. Yeah. Cause it's really chaotic when you just throw stuff wherever, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's so chaotic, <laughs> but that's, uh, how I thrive. So that's one of the things that despite me knowing that it's a, it's a good trait and a good characteristic, I, I feel like I can't go back. Yeah. I've, I've rebelled against that so hard that uh
1: are your brothers also like that did they re- rebel against that
0: uh i think they did rebel against that they were they rebelled in other ways i think but um yeah i think they're very like both of my parents are very structured very like this is the way that it is and this is like the way that we do it mm-hmm. and i think i think in that way we've all rebelled against that uh we 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 cannot be held down
1: None of you. None of the Collins gurus? None of the Collins uh <laughs> will
0: be held down. And we'll fight you on it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's interesting to think about. I don't know what cued that question for me, but... It's a go, cool bum. Everyone is so impacted by the people that they were raised by that it's interesting the things that stick with you and the things that you know you purposefully rebelled against. Yeah. So... For better or worse, here's where we're at. <laughs> All right, what do you got for me?
1: Okay, my question, since that was so deep, a silly question. Okay, if you had to move, you got to move to a different country, we to do solely based, okay, on cuisine. Oh, only food choices. <clears throat> where are you going? Going to France. To France? Yeah. You like escargot?
0: No, I like French fries. <laughs> <laughs> uh Classic. i guess uh if i had to pick i would say i'd stay in america
1: no you gotta go somewhere else Boring the answer where are also. chicken fingers
0: from <laughs> <laughs> where did they originate uh i'm i don't know if this will shock you i'm not a very exotic eater
1: you eat string cheese and carrots every day for lunch you not, you're not exotic
0: <laughs> is that exotic <laughs> Or is that, that's, that's pretty much
1: sarcasm. (laughs) Oh,
0: I I have the palate of a preschooler. Some may say, uh,
1: you love, um, Mexican, Mexican food though. Juanitas.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's true. I'll move to Mexico.
1: Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What about you? Um, I think I'm going to Japan.
0: Japan. Oh, sushi.
1: Love sushi. And I love, they eat so like fresh and clean and,
0: and they sit on the ground like
1: fish and rice, and that makes me feel so good. Okay. Like, like body wise, that makes me feel the best. Okay. So I feel like if I ate like that all the time, I'd probably be in like killer shape.
0: Okay. It goes back to the vanity thing.
1: Probably vanity, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah probably vanity. But also energy levels. I feel like that's a good. I feel like that's a good healthy way to live. And yeah. if you're like immersed in it, then you don't even think about like all the like wings and French fries and cheese steaks you're missing out on.
0: Yeah. They got Domino's over there
1: maybe (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right maybe i'll move to japan too (laughs) so i do like sushi sushi is good and i when you say that i don't know if it'd be great for me to eat mexican food every day at least the mexican food that they have around here i don't know maybe it's different in mexico it's probably a little bit different
1: probably a little well i mean juanita's is pretty authentic but yeah but um yeah i could eat that every day
0: okay what would be the last place you would want to go cuisine wise
1: oh good question um hmm Probably like I hate to say it, but like England, I guess. I can't think I of I I can't that too. think of a single thing that's like British that I that I l, l- would be excited about.
0: The only thing I could think I of know. is fish and chips and uh I don't like that? fried fish. Yeah, they and like corned beef
1: they eat a lot, I feel like. I don't even know what that is. I feel like everything's
0: like salty but bland there.
1: Salty but bland. And they eat like um <laughs> beans on toast. That's a thing? Oh. And bangers and mash, what's that? Don't know. Is that mashed potatoes? I do like mashed potatoes.
0: Mashed potatoes are good.
1: But um yeah, I can't It's not that I have anything against them. I just can't think Sounds of like anything it. that makes me pro them. Like I'm thinking about other like India could definitely do. Love Indian food. Nah. Ethiopian food, love Ethiopian food. Don't
0: even know what that is. Uh,
1: Italian food obviously amazing. Yeah. Um I don't know, like what Russian food? I don't know what Russian food is really either.
0: It's when you're in it's when you're in a hurry.
1: Oh, when you're (laughs) that checks out. Um, Yeah, but I can't really think of anything that like stands out as the worst from England.
0: Yeah, me either. Okay. Well, great question. uh, So that's it. Is that it for this episode? I think that's it. I think we covered a lot of really good stuff. Again, Uh, I think we should make this a permanent part of the episode. If you made it this far, (laughs) you deserve a gold star.
1: And also, if you're going to be in Deck Expo, yeah, look out for us. We'd love to say hello to everyone and give everyone hugs. And I mean,
0: maybe not everybody, but <laughs> ask before you hug. <laughs> ask for consent, consent before you hug. Is important. Uh, okay. But seriously,
1: it would be great if you if you listen to this podcast and you're going to be in Deck Expo. We will also be there. The whole team is going to be there. It's going to be very exciting. So let find us know. Us, let us know. We'll be around.
0: Okay. Uh, but until next time. This has been the hard-working happy hour.
1: See you next week.